Ask the Podcast Coach for June 11th, 2016. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is. It's that lovely music that means it's Saturday. It's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. Join us out at askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. And uh, I'm Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting. And uh, joining me as always, my favorite guy named Jim in Omaha, Mr. Jim Cullison from TheAverageGuy.tv. How's it going, Jim? Greetings, Dave. Happy Saturday morning to you. Good to be back. Thanks for uh, doing it without me last week. Uh, I was indeed on the road in Kansas. So I-335, it's a toll road between Tulsa and, and uh, Topeka. And I was able to catch Ask the Podcast Coach on Blab. I couldn't. I was driving, so I couldn't right. really type very much. But using the app on the iPhone, it actually worked pretty well. I, I could hear most of what was going on. And so it's a great way to listen. If you're on the road and you're on an iPhone, do, uh, do it on the Blab app or, well, depending on how long we're out here for on Blab, or and, and the Android browser works as well. So we're great for, for some reason. That's seriously out in the middle of nowhere. I mean, think about it. Topeka to... to uh, what did I say? Topeka to uh, three thirty-five something. It doesn't matter. Yeah, the, I, I just know somewhere, and it's probably flat as all can be, and super flat. Actually, Kansas rolls a little more than you think. It's, really? As you're driving through it, it's not quite as as you get out uh, in some parts of the state. It gets pretty. Uh, it gets pretty flat. Tulsa, thank you. Topeka to Tulsa. No, Tulsa's Oklahoma. Anyways, doesn't really matter. So we had a great we had a great drive. Thanks for doing it without me, and it's good to be back. Yeah, I was. Uh... You know me, I like to try new stuff. And I thought, you know what? Let's try this solo. And you know what? I, I don't like it solo. That's a lot of like... It's a lot of work. Yeah. It's it, a lot of work and not much fun. You guys should have called in more. Just, I'm just saying. <laughs> well, that's the whole in. thing. I'm trying to watch the chat. I'm trying to, you know, and just... And then you're constantly... Like, I went over and looked at, at the... Oh, speaking of that, I went over and was talking about the podcast awards. And I need to give someone a shout out. Because I have a friend of mine that I was like, yeah, I don't know anybody in the uh, creative category. And I think it was, where'd it go? Because he's like, what, you're not, I'm not your friend? Where is this? See, I'm doing the same thing I did last week. When I'm sitting here reading a screen, there's a giant voice in my head right now going, this is boring. This is boring. Find something more exciting to talk about. And I see, and I'm already freaking out because I can't find his... Um, it's well, the, you need a co-host to jump in and sense that, like, hey, he's trying to read. And so just jump in, have some conversation, yes. give him a second to find it. And then he finds it, looks back at the mic, and I say, did you find it, Dave? I did. It's in the art section. It's the resourceful designer. And I know that guy. And he, I Because I said, I don't have any, I don't know what he's in the arts thing. And he goes, you don't know anybody in the arts thing. So if you're voting, and I believe today and tomorrow is the last day that you can vote, uh, vote for the School of Podcasting in the education category. Uh, vote for Daniel J. Lewis in the technology. And of course, if you can vote twice, which you can't, for the resourceful designer, because we missed him last week, uh, please do that. So, um, But we do have a question in the chat room, and uh, we should probably say that as well. If you want to come on in, there's a, a chair right there, and uh, click on in. But uh, Jason asks, do meta tags help with SEO or anything? What are they for? Well, the fun thing is when we say meta tags, I believe you're referring to the tags in the in the actual MP3 file because those are actually it's one of the things that's meta and it's also ID3. It's kind of used interchangeably. And what it is is most podcast apps these days 
they're pulling the information from your RSS feed when you're on your phone, most of them. And this is the thing that drives us all nuts is it's not everybody, but most of them use the stuff in your feed. That's why the artwork hardly ever changes now in the podcast app and things like that. And that's great because people are there and they're on their phone. But but what happens if I'm on a website and I go, "Mm, I'm not sure if I want to subscribe or not. And I download the MP3 file. Well, now I'm getting information not from the feed, but from the actual MP3 file. And that's where you need the name of the episode. You are the, oh, I forget the the tag, but you are the owner, I think, or the, and then the, the artist, the artist. Thank you. And then, yeah, the name of the show is the album. You are the artist. And then the title is the name of your episode. And then the, to, to me, the biggie there is you want to put in the artwork because if you don't, you get the gray music note of death if you're on Windows Media Player and you just look like a hack. Not that people are going to go, well, I was going to subscribe, but he doesn't have artwork, but it's just a branding thing. And uh, that's the biggie there. I just wish, I mean, that's really it anymore because almost all the players now pull from the RSS feed. It's a matter of somebody downloads it. So I'm a big fan of uh, MP3 tag, the editor. Yeah. Too. It's a very simple, he keeps it up to date. I actually donate it. It's, it's free. You yep. can use it for free, but I, I donate it. I give him 10 bucks. I'll probably do it again here because um, I use it so much, but uh, MP3 tag and they're on version 2.71. Very simple to use. You can load, you just point it to your folders uh, structure where your MP3s are. It'll read them, it'll scan them and it'll pull back to show you exactly what are in your, uh, what your tags are. And then you can reset those, change them in mass. You can update them easily, uh, hit save and boom, you're done. So it's probably one of the easiest ways I've found to get those tags in there. Yeah, that's that's on the PC side. On the Mac side, it is, I know it's PA-software. Oh, I cannot remember the name. Oh, they say it works on Mac. Too. It does work on a Mac too. There's a Mac version. The only thing that's that's weird about that website, it's, uh, it's MP3 tag.de slash en because he's actually out of germany and when you go to his website this is not something that he's doing but he has an ad as you might imagine at the top of his page because it is free and many many times the ad at the top of his page says click here to download and so you're clicking on an ad when you think you're clicking on the actual software so you need to click on the link that says download not the ad and then you'll see it's version 2.0 seven seven or whatever it is by the time you get there yeah i think i seven one i probably need to be updated yeah and then uh mike they've actually changed that mike uh dell from podcasthelpdesk.com unless they changed it back i know they came out with a new version of itunes again which is kind of a every other day type thing it used to be you could um right click and go get info they now move that to the file tab and i forget what it's or no is that to make an MP3 file? That's to make an MP3. To tag it is still right-click, get info, I bet. Something of that nature. But you can do it in do iTunes. It do, it, do it for my therapy when I have iTunes. Yeah, it's right-click. It's it's the, if you want to make an MP3 file is where they move that. Where it used to be right-click and convert to something, something. And um, Dave, well, the real question is how important do you think those tags are now? In, in today's podcasting economy, how important do you think they are? That's a great question because I'm I'm about done with them at this point because I always tell people, be sure and put them in there. But it's kind of like as more and more things, you know, Mike says 50 percent. 
Yeah, it, I just well, it, it's not hard to get them right though. I mean, yeah, that's especially with the tag editor, where you have a copy and paste that that MP3 tag editor has copy and paste, and so you can go in there, copy your old tags because most of them, ninety percent of them, stay the same, right? Title changes every year, you update the year, some of those kinds of things, but they they stay pretty consistent. So you can copy paste, save them, you've got them. The album artwork is, I think, the easy way to MP3 tags, the easiest way to keep your album update update in there or add new album. Uh, you know, individual art, if you're going to do it that way. I, I don't think it's hard to keep it. Once you've got it all set the way you want, it, I don't think it's hard to keep it up to date. How important is it? I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know that many, like you said, I don't know how many, if I don't think on Google searches, it's making any difference. Yeah. I don't think in most podcast players, it's making that much of a difference. I think most of the time when you, when someone comes to a podcast player to listen to your podcast, they're already convinced they're going to listen to it. It's not like they're discovering it, right? Discovery is very, very low with so many titles out there. So it's not like they, they get there, like you said, oh, his album artwork is an update. Nah, I'm out. I'm out. No, they're going to do it, right? Most people, most people don't care about that. But I would say just check and make sure it is right. And I just don't think you get that much lift from a discovery standpoint. No, no, SEO wise, it's nothing. And both the cool thing is both uh, Blueberry and Libsyn will now add your ID3 tags for you. Libsyn will be coming out right now. Libsyn's, and that's why I haven't really talked about them because I'm like, mm, Libsyn doesn't put the author and the name of the show in their ID3 tags. Blueberry does, but Libsyn does not, but that will be fixed shortly. Because when it came out, I was like, oh, cool, ID3 tags. I'm like, it, it, yeah, what's, where's the thing? They have the description and they have the artwork and the title, but they don't have the name of the person in the show. And I'm like, that's that's the one of the first things that comes up if you do download it is the, the author name. And I was like, what's up with that? So, it's a two-minute deal. So it's not yeah. worth not doing. Like, it just doesn't take a lot of work to get it done. I, yeah. I would say make sure they're up to date just in case. Because you never know. You never know how it's going to get picked up. So don't disregard it. I, I wouldn't obsess about the... Like, oh, it's got to be exactly right or I'm not going to get discovered. Yeah, I'm kind of bummed that the players don't read the ID3 tags because I used to make different artwork for one of my shows. And it's like the only people that see that now are people that download the show, which means next to nobody. Yeah. And, and uh, Emily makes a good point. ID3 tags were one of the considerations for the podcast awards at, at one point in time, maybe even still they are. still are. So it's, I think, important to have them. Uh, important to have them accurate. Yeah. The other thing that always gets me, a lot of times I don't think it's that it's quote hard. The hard part is, especially where you're talking about is something that's weekly or whatever. It's doing the same thing over and over and over and over because I, I can, I can vouch for this one. iTunes right now is having, they're a little delayed and most people don't know this, that it takes 24 hours for your podcast to be listed in iTunes once you release an episode and they were a little. When you're saying an episode podcast, an episode of your podcast being right. listed, not the listing, the original listing, right? The episode being listed, right? Because once you, because iTunes pulls from your RSS feed, it's not in. in uh, Mike actually did a uh, an episode about this. I've mentioned this a lot because it's the big thing that I just people don't understand how it works. So literally this week, I'm going to say an easy seventy five percent of my tickets that I took care of at Libsyn were. I've checked your feed. Your episode is in the feed. All is fine. We actually put, we put out a bulletin basically saying, here's the deal. Cause it was just, we were just getting just hammered with this. And so I had to basically copy, paste, copy, paste, copy, paste, copy, paste the same answer over and over and over. And that's mind numbing. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, well, the first action should be to check it on your on your phone, right? That should be the first thing you do before you check it in iTunes. Check it on your phone because it it immediately yeah. updates. It's available for download yes. almost as soon as you put it out there. Yeah, it won't show up in the iTunes directory right away if you go search on it. That has never been intuitive to me to go actually check iTunes. Like what you guys have been talking about this, and I'm like, well, why is this a big deal? Like I, I'm not, I don't care if it's in iTunes. I want to make sure my RSS feed actually works. So I subscribe to it on my iPhone. I have an Android device. Um, I check it off the PC. Just one of those kinds of things. And, you know, after a while, you get pretty good at it. And so you think, uh, and I don't check it every single time now. But the right place to check it is in a feed reader, not on iTunes. Yeah, that's uh, here comes Mike. He's going to chime hey. in here as well. Hey, he, Mike. How's Mike, it going? Did good, you, how are you, man? Did you get a lot of this I, this I week, Mike? I loved your little, what you needed when you put out your podcast this week was like, no, 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 breaking news. No, 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 no. Yeah, you know, hey, maybe I'll do that. I, I've got all the stuff to do Morse code here. Maybe I could embedded secret message in Morse code. But yeah, I just, I, I'd say I'm here. I got probably 75% of my calls and uh, emails this week were everybody panicking about uh, their iTunes listing. And I'm thinking, I was thinking to myself, I said, well, when's the last time I even looked at my iTunes listing? I know. I, I, I just don't. Yeah, that's that's the way you tell my Mike. You know, your subscribers have the uh, episode immediately. Your if you have it on your website, um, they have it immediately. You know, all is it's like you said, Mike. There's nothing to panic over, and it's so the only people that aren't seeing it are people that are browsing iTunes. And I'm like, do you really think that's how your audience is going to find your show? And so. It's. I think it's just a matter of people not understanding. Mike, you hit it on the uh, the head. They think that it starts in iTunes and goes out to the world. It's the opposite. iTunes is pulling your information from your feed. That is the that is the ground yeah. zero of your podcast. Is your feed? Everybody thinks iTunes is the only place. That's the problem. Is you know they don't realize that your RSS feed, wherever it might come from, is where your podcast comes from. Regardless, and iTunes is just another Yellow Pages ad right. for your, you know, for your uh, podcast. Yeah. I'm I'm uploading somehow to iTunes. We hear that all the time, and it's oh, like yeah. guys, they don't they don't keep track. <laughs> they actually don't. Once you once your RSS feed is set, they don't keep track except to update their own page, like you're talking about their own Yellow Page, so to speak. I mean, so, it is important to be there, but the listing itself isn't that important. Is you know, I mean, yeah, you want right. it to be updated and all that, but. And, you know, for the few that might discover you there, that's good. But, you know, most people are going to discover you through Google or word of mouth or, you know, whatever. And then they'll subscribe to you through the iTunes or Apple app on the iPhone or or whatever. And so, yeah, you're probably going to get 50, 60, 70 percent of your downloads through some sort of Apple thing. But it's, you know, when somebody subscribes in iTunes... They're subscribing to you, not something at Apple. Right, right. Apple doesn't see it after that. Apple could go out of business tomorrow, and the iTunes desktop software would still get your podcast. Yeah, yeah. No, right on. It's just they're not, from a titling perspective or from a show-by-show perspective, iTunes just isn't that big of a deal. You know, the one you really want to check is when you're first signing up, right? That's the big deal. You're in there, you're showing up, right, as people are searching for podcasts, but I think very little people actually search for podcasts by title. Uh, they're, they're doing it by your show name, which if you're, you're already in there, you're fine. 
Then if it's taken 24 hours for your actual show to show up in iTunes, that's not a big deal. Like or more, they've been having you know trouble, having to, trouble keeping up, you know, lately. Yeah, and, yeah. but so know, people just get into such a panic about that, and it's you know those of us that have been around it enough, uh, you know, that have been around it a while, probably don't go to iTunes very often. Ever Anyone, you want to say it's actually there? Just download it. It's yeah. it's you know it's there. It's pulling from your RSS feed. As long as that's fine, it's gonna everybody will get your updated podcast immediately after you. You publish it. it just because it's not in the directory in iTunes at that point in time. I think Mike uh, Blueberry has its own directory, right? We, I think. Yeah. I heard yeah. this summer. You, I have to submit to Blueberry to be in Blueberry's directory. Does that update in the same kind of intervals? Does that take some time yeah. for you guys yeah, to crunch? You know, it could take up to twenty four hours. You know, you, you figure our, our crawlers got to go hit three hundred thousand RSS feeds. So however long it takes to get around, that's the key. Three hundred thousand. You know, and, and some days when, you know, we got heavy traffic, then it might take longer. And other days it takes less time. Yeah. Jason Bates uh, in the chat room, it makes an interesting point. He says, uh, he says anything is important is discovery of the episode can lead to additional subscribers. Don't disagree with that, but you want them to discover your episodes on your website, not on iTunes. <laughs> That's yeah. I mean, ultimately, you want to drive people back to your page through through feeds or through notifications or through some of those kinds of things. So if you're in a niche where the individual episodes are important, you want to build in, you don't want iTunes. You don't want to be, again, <laughs> it's only that your episode title is on iTunes showing up. It's available to your subscribers immediately. And I doubt very few people are actually finding episodes on iTunes right. to listen to. I, that's not how they do it or how should be doing it. You should have alert mechanisms set up on your page so that when you release an episode, if it's time sensitive, they should be getting notified right away. And there's lots of different ways to get that done to make sure your your users know it's coming. So and push them to subscribe too. But yeah, uh, that's right it. on. That's the thing right about titles. Uh, uh, everybody, you know, okay. The number one way people find podcasts is word of mouth, probably. Right. But the the way that somebody stumbles upon your podcast is going to be the search engine. It's going to be Google. It's going to be, you know, Bing or Yahoo or whatever search engine they use. And so you want your SEO on your site better. You know, it's more important to have the SEO on your site than it is in iTunes or any other directory, but uh, titles I've noticed lately, a lot of people are putting their, episode number and the title of their show at the beginning of their episode titles. And you look at it. Yeah, I know you look at it on a phone. The only the first so many characters show up. So if all the episodes say podcast help desk episode and then dot, dot, dot. Yeah. They're not going to, that's not going to help you at all. Especially if your title is long. Yeah. yeah. You know, home gadget geeks. That's a long title for me. So and I got to get that thing to the end. The key to that especially I've seen people that put the name of the show in the title, wherever you can see the title, the name of the show is right above it. You don't need to do that again. If it's in, well, if you're going to do that, put it at the end, put it at the end. Yeah. Put it at the end. I abbreviate some, it, put it at the end. Yeah. So um, Mike, while we have you, let's talk a little bit about PowerPress seven. Cause that came yes. out and, and uh, some major changes when we think about the way we look at the actual screen. Although I went through it. Uh, I'm pretty familiar with the with the w way it worked. I'm in mine quite a bit as we've been adding podcasts and stuff. 
Uh, I love the layout changes, by the way. So can you highlight a few of the things that change with PowerPress 7 and just kind of work us through in a little bit of detail about, about why? Yeah, in the, uh, in the settings tab, some of those were confusing. Like we had one called basic settings, which really didn't, wasn't basic settings at all. It was things you could add as far as in your episode block. And it was just checkboxes you could turn on or off fields in the podcast episode block. So we changed that to episodes. Uh, same thing with the, you know, media, what is it? Media appearance changed to website because that's really what you're working on. You're working on how it looks on your website in PowerPress. Uh, we added a destinations tab for all the links that uh, you can populate for the subscribe links. We put that all in one tab instead of having it all over the place. And uh, let's see, we added strict category podcasting, which makes category podcasting a whole lot more stable. And uh, very, it's, a, it's really, really nice. Uh, can, you, can you explain that a little bit? Are you yeah, what it is is, okay, we were relying on the WordPress-generated categories, uh, category feeds. And now we've taken it so that independent of where you're, you know, as far as uh, categories in WordPress to where you display it, you can also do a strict category where you select a category in the podcast episode box. And that's where it gets all its information. So if you have, say you want it to display in a, in a category called podcast, but you've got two or three or four different podcasts and you want all of them to display in the podcasts, plural, don't use the singular category, but you want your individual show category to be the one that gets all the, the metadata for the feed. You can do that. Okay. That makes sense. And, and it also allows you to put the stats redirect in for each individual show Nice. Yeah. And I'm going to say I've used both category and channel podcasting together on the same site for years. And I know you guys say, you know, watch it. I've never had a problem with it. It has worked. And I, and I know some of the issues with reporting and some of those things, right. That come out. And I, I, I do get a combined because I do that. I do get a combined list for everything in my, you know, stats and that's okay with me, but for, for individuals, for the longest time, you guys have been saying get away from categories and go to channels. And now a little bit of a change of a tune because this yeah. makes it more stable around categories. Is that right? Yeah. And also uh, one of the other big changes is we have uh, podcast only feeds for categories, which means if you use that category to do blog posts as well, you can strip out the blog post ones for your podcast feed. And that's a whole lot nicer. That'll be be nice. Yeah. For people who mix those two together, it's like, I just want to do a blog post, no podcast associated with it. That would show up in somebody's RSS feed under podcast. Right. And now that you can, you can label that and say, Hey, these are the only ones I want to go to this feed that has the podcast in it. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. It'll be a feed where, you know, just, just the podcast episodes go out in that feed. Okay. Cool. We're going to get Kim in here in just a second. To, yep. um, how many do you guys have any? Has it been there's been some questions as far as uh, installing it because it's been it's been made available, you know, kind of immediately. Uh, is it ready to go? You haven't. I know it was in beta for quite a while. And Todd said that it. you guys kind of tested the crap out of it before you released it. 
Am I okay just to download it or just to install it right now? Or is it that stable? Yes, yes, it's uh, it's released. Uh, we are going to have a release, and Angelo is over here on my Slack working on it. <laughs> We're going to have a, a 7.0.1 release. Uh, there was one little problem that uh, none of our beta testers caught, but it shouldn't affect our, you know very many people. Is there any kind of uh, like a video walkthrough of the new stuff? Uh, there will be Thursday. Okay. I'm doing a live webinar on Thursday to go through setting up a, a PowerPress site, or not a PowerPress site, that's a brand name, uh, something coming out really soon. But uh, I'm going to take a blank website and run it all the way through to putting it on iTunes, Google Play, so on. Yada, yada, yada. Well, Kim, welcome aboard. Hi, hey, Kim. good morning. Okay, Mike, I've got a question. I have two podcasts. I have them both hosted on Blueberry on one account because I'm not even close to using all of my memory on my account. But I do have two podcasts on two separate sites. Is there a way that I can do this so that I can get separate statistics? Am I supposed to be using channels? Am I supposed to be using categories? Am I just stuck? Yes, you can do that. Uh, We don't officially condone that, but you can do that. Uh, As far as separating the stats, that's a little trickier. uh, Only because when you're hosting with us, the stats are connected to, to that hosting account. So if you sign into a hosting account on two different sites, you're going to get the stats all in the same pile. If you email me, Mike at Blueberry.com, I'll send you a link to a different stats interface where you can download a CSV file and you can sort them out on your own in a spreadsheet editor. Okay. Thank you. And I'll, I'll uh, post a link to the webinar in the uh, chat here in a little bit. Okay. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Thank you. Bye-bye. See you. Oh. All right. Well, there you go. So no, there's no, Mike, there's no automatic way to do no. that. You're going to have to get, you're going to have to manually download the stats and separate them out yourself. Yeah. Cause uh, you know, there's that, that's meant, that was the main problem with categories is people wanted to have their stats separate, but they're logged into the site mm-hmm. with a hosting account or a stats account. And it, you know, it's, it was never built for multiple podcasts, but it can work now. Yeah. And that's actually the way I get my stats. I have three different shows and they just show up all in the same stats feed, which is okay. I'm for me, I'm looking at uh, individual episodes and how well they did. And they're still listed separately there. And I can tell each show because I've named my MP3, the show name and and I've actually put the show number in the file name. So it's like home gadget geeks, two, six, four dot mp3 right that's the that's the name of the file so i can tell in my stats and separate them out really easy what is what so for me that was never an issue i was like why would i want a separate email or separate stats for all my podcasts i'm checking them at the same time anyway so for me it worked out that also worked when i added in my uh, video feeds i made those channels and those also showed up in that kind of massive stat uh, engine that I got. And so for me, it was actually convenient. I got everything in one place. I didn't want them separate, but that was me. Yeah. You know, so that worked out really well. And that's, that's the case with both Blueberry and Libsyn. Both of us allow you to export your, your stats in a CSV file. And from there you can throw them in a, 
you know, excel and just go crazy. Uh, doggone it, we just lost Aaron. I was just getting ready to click him in. Oh, there he is, and he's back. He is back. Yeah, um, yeah, I was also kind of wondering, um, thing is, for me, you know, for me personally, with my show that I do, I've, I've been trying to find co-hosts as well as, as well as people that, that they're able to provide course, like commercials and stuff that are able to fill for a three hour time slot. Well, you've done the first thing, which is you have a podcast. It's much easier to get a co-host on, um, something that exists then to say, Hey, I want to start a podcast and here's what it's going to be about. So by having a show to join, that's the first thing, um, you know, go out to, if there's a Facebook group around your subject, if there is a, you know, meetup group, just any, anywhere where people enjoy your subject, you know, go out there say, here's my podcast and, uh, I'm looking for a co-host and kind of go from there in the meantime. Yeah, Aaron, can, can you mute for us? We, when you're talking, when we're you're not talking, we're hearing the dog bark behind you. Uh, oh, sorry about that. That's leave, right. it, leave it open when you talk. Just mute it. For us. I like dogs. Yeah, I'm actually <laughs> muting it on my end, so it's not making it into well, the recording. Everybody else is here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that could be a problem. Um, but you know, I have. Uh, in fact, if you're an awesome supporter, I had a entire conversation with my cat this morning, and I decided to throw open my phone and record it. So. <laughs> There might be a Bernie cast in the future, I think, because uh, he was. It turns out he was very upset because he had no water. That's turned out to be the problem. Aaron, we hear you, Don. Yeah. Hey, so, Aaron. Thanks for calling in. Appreciate it. We'll talk some more about guests there uh, on the backside. Yeah. It um, is killing my ears. Sorry. Yeah. The um, on the guest side, right, Mike? And you, on your podcast, you don't you don't get a lot of guests. You, I begged you to be on your show when when we did that, but once in a while. Yeah, no, it's good. Uh, you know, my home gadget geeks is completely guest driven, right? We don't, I don't ever do a solo podcast. It just, you wouldn't, I wouldn't want that. I don't like that. That's not why it's built that way. And so we've actually built, I have a combination of, I gather people from the community. So I look for folks. I made Emily on there uh, a couple of weeks ago. I had, I had Stargate Pioneer on this week. So if you're, if you're a listener to home gadget geeks, he's out in the chat room all the time. SP was on our show, did a great job. I think it was a, it was an incredible program. So we gather him from the community of listeners. That's a, a great way to do it. I find in, I find startup, um, you know, small startup companies who it's in their best interest to be on my show, right? Cause they, they want the press. They want those types of, uh, that those types of interactions. And so, I reach out to those kinds of folks or industry experts. It's amazing if you just email them and say, hey, would you be willing to talk on a podcast? I think maybe one in a hundred has said no. I think everybody else goes, yeah, I'd love to talk about myself. So there are plenty of ways when you think about guests, there are plenty of ways. And I always encourage them to go back and listen to my show first. So it's like, hey, I'm interested in having you on, but here's a couple examples. Make sure it's something you want to do before we do this. I don't want you just to come in blind or or not understand the nuances of our show, that it's live, it has a chat room. You're going to get asked questions by the chat room that I can't control. Some people don't like that. So I, that's kind of how my approach to, to uh, finding guests. The, the thing I love is it didn't stop you from launching your podcast. I know a lot of people are like, well, I want to do it with a co-host. I can't find one. I'm like, ah, start one. And then you know, make it really cool and then people will want to be your co-host or make it really bad. And they'll be like Jim and say, can I help save you? Cause your show is awful. <laughs> <laughs> not awesome. true. Totally not true. So totally not true. Awesome. Mike, anything else on the blueberry side before 
but uh, coming out here, I mean, we've you guys are. It seems like Lipson and Blueberry. Oh, you guys are. This is. We should have a rap battle right now uh, <laughs> between uh, those providers. Uh, it seems like there's a lot of great stuff coming out between the two yeah. organizations. Anything else on Blueberry? So you talked about sites, and I think that's public, right? Blueberry sites, right? Yeah, and those it, are just uh, it's our, our WordPress hosting. Yeah. platform that's uh we're rolling it out in pieces uh i don't know the exact date but soon uh we'll be doing the free wordpress site part Ooh, and basically fun. that'll be you know your username dot blueberry dot com and it'll just be a wordpress backend to a site hosted at blueberry and then we have the deluxe version where you're, you're gonna have a little more choice and themes and and plugins and a few extra things. Plus, you'll be able to map your domain to it. And then we've got another enterprise level that's going to be coming later. And, and will I be able to? How much will I be able to customize those sites? On uh, well, the the theme that we have it's it's called the PowerPress theme is highly customizable. I've been running it on uh, on both MikeDell.com and PodcastHelpDesk.com. And we're also using it on uh, PowerPressPodcast.com. And also Todd's using it on all of his network shows over at Geek News Central. So we've been using it. And, you know, all the sites look different. <laughs> it's, well, mostly different. And uh, so that's highly configurable colors and banners and, and all that stuff. So that, that'll be pretty good. And then, like I said, later on with the deluxe version, you'll be able to load certain themes uh, nice. and customize them. Sounds but, cool. Uh, it should be yeah. fun because with, with podcast movement less than a month away, I'm sure every company that's involved with uh, podcasting is trying and they are beating their developers to death. Get back in there. I didn't say you could go to the bathroom and uh, get the stuff Does ready. Angela get bathroom breaks. Probably not. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> Well, we, we, we've got all our developers locked up in the office down in Columbus until they get everything That's done. It. So We don't care <laughs> that the Penguins are in the uh, NHL, whatever it is, Stanley Cup. Get back in there and code. So, <laughs> awesome. All, all right, right well, I'll get out of here and let somebody else have the right. seat. Good job, Mike. Thanks, Thanks Mike. for the update. Appreciate that. Dave, is, so is Lipson doing anything around sites? Uh, I know they have kind of a – they have a – basic site how does that work with lipson um their site is our site is very basic for now okay. for now oh all right so maybe that's, there's some that's all I going on. hey rob hey good morning oh am i am i able to be here today no, you're good yeah you're fine you're good okay great i'm trying my headphones in a new way and uh, i can't hear myself but oh yeah. that's always well, fun that's, never, that's no fun yeah. Well, well uh, my question is, uh, I got two questions if you have a second. Yeah. Um, I went ahead and I bought one of these this uh, last yeah. week. A little pop filter with a, looks yes. like um, a round thing with, with pantyhose stretched over it for those that are listening. Yes. Uh, and oh, I'm sorry. And I also have a pop filter, as you see, on my microphone. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I'm seeing some people use both. Sometimes I'm seeing like you, Dave, uh, and uh, over there, you guys are using one or the other. Which do you recommend? Do I need to have both of these on my microphone or just one or the other? Vote with your ears is how I would handle that. If you're a person that maybe you're really breathy, if there's that even a verb, and when mm -hmm. you say peanut butter, it's really like you're blowing the paper off your desk. 
Maybe you need both. If you don't, gotcha. um, you know, it, a lot of it is going to be, you know, if you're talking directly into the microphone, there's really, that's a bad idea. But if you're talking across it, uh, you know, depending on the scenario, um, see what it goes like. So if you're not hearing a lot of popping peas with your, your little, I call it the clown nose, the little foam thing over that, you know, but gotcha. maybe it sounds a little more like this because you've got that on that. Well, then maybe you try the, the pantyhose clip on thingy, my Bob. Uh, and, and yeah, do, do all three scenarios. D- get a paragraph that has a lot of P's in it. And I think there's one. I think if you Google that for for like a sound check, you can get this paragraph that way. And then record yourself reading that without any of it. And then put the foam on, record it, and then put the foam on with the with the uh, spit guard in front of it. And then uh, and see if it makes a difference and let your ears determine. I've done both. I've done all three. I landed on this because it just looks better. Gotcha. Yeah. And uh, my, my second question is, y'all were talking a lot today about checking your Google stats. Uh, how, where is, is there a setting in Google somewhere that you can check those stats? Because no, I've been it's, uh, uh, clamoring around. No, it's uh, g.co slash podcast portal um, is where you go to list your show in Google Play Music. And that's where you go then to go back and see your stats if you have any. And apparently, and this is not, this is just an education. Apparently you have to have more than 10 plays to get stats. Um, so because, like in Blueberry. Um, because for me, well, no, Blueberry will show stats even if you get one, but with Google play, the only things I have showing, and I have two, two days that have stats it. And this is where it's like, they're both over 10. One is 14 and one is 16. Everything else is zero. So based on that, I'm going, Hmm, I wonder if you have to have more than 10 to show up on your little download chart. But we were laughing this morning. We were looking at them and it's just something else to obsess over. Uh, let me, can I share my screen with Rob in the room? Let's find out. I think so. It should work. The three of us will go down to the yeah. bottom. Um, so if I do this, this is my subscribers in School of Podcasting. So you can see I've got up to 39 people subscribing. And when you log in to your g.co. whole thing, if I go all the way back to the middle here, there's my shows that I have. I don't have all of mine on here for whatever reason. Don't ask me why. Um, but if I now go here and go to listener activity, you will see where, for whatever reason, just on these two days, I have 14 plays on this one on May 29th and 16 on June 5th. And that is all she wrote. And of course, it's showing you the play count. And even that shows zero. So it's kind of like, huh? You know, and mm-hmm. so, but it does say, I see it here, one addition over 10. So maybe that is the magic number. So Interesting. But I don't know how they're, if that's going to feed back to Libsyn and Blueberry, if they're going to be able to see their stats on that. Um, but to me, I'm like, I'm not going to obsess over here because obviously my audience isn't, it's nice to see, but I'm like, okay. So that's, uh, and again, that's g.co. And to get there, when you first go in, you have to say, do you want to listen or are you a, I'm trying to get back to that. I guess I have to log out. Um, but yeah, wherever you, the same button you click on to, to put your podcast in there, you can do that. So yeah, I tried to put it in chat and I spelled it wrong. Yeah, Sorry. More stats <laughs> to obsess over. I can't wait for people to, 
but it is the portal. Oh. That is the portal where you apply. Yeah. See, that's the most important thing is that you get it in there. Yeah. And you got to get it in right. first. And if you're if you're using Libsyn, you can make a separate feed for that. Um, technically, I don't think you have to do that. But Rob is hinting that maybe Google is going to change their categories to be different than uh, iTunes. So I yeah. love it. All right. Before I dive out, can I just do a quick plug of the podcast? Absolutely. Yeah. Do it. All right. We're dot com, where I'm trying to help veterans get all the benefits they have earned through their uh, service to the United States military, livingthevetlife.com. And if you want to be part of the podcast, uh, record yourself saying the Pledge of Allegiance. If you remember that from school, email it to me at rob at livingthevetlife.com and you will be on Living the Vet Life. Awesome. So, uh, thank you very much, guys. Thanks for sure. Thank you. Too. Thank you. Back. Aaron is back. Hopefully the dogs have quieted down a bit. Dog. You got another question for us, Aaron? What's up, Aaron? Uh, yeah, yeah, I actually do. Um, I was wondering, do you guys have any experience in terms of now, so say if you're for your show that you do that you 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 were to decide to run like commercials and promos. Um, now, if you're going to run commercials, um, is there a way to kind of like be able to find enough commercials that will be able to fill for a three hour time slot? So how so you want three hours of advertisements? Like like what, what I'm saying. What well what I'm saying is. What I'm looking to do is that for when I'm on breaks, I can, I can have a set of ads I'll run, you know, for you know, for his break hours because I'm not, you know, since I'm not going to be talking like for an episode, I'd not be talking the entire like for the entire three hours. Three. I would want to give people a break. So you're doing a three-hour podcast. What's your what's um, your what's your topic? Um, it's it's mostly for people with disabilities. Um, it's. I ca- it's kind of more, I'm more focused towards uh, parents and their special needs children. Okay. And, um, you know, and of course I have my experiences, kind of why I did it in the first place. And um, just to give you, just to give you guys a quick shout for that. Um, my show is called Aaron's Journey and you can find it on speaker.com as well as you can find it on iTunes, Stitcher and, and all those places. Okay. Um, in terms of finding advertising, Number one, there's a great book on it called More Podcast Money. Um, and, and Aaron, I'm going to let you go because your dogs are going crazy. We'll answer your question uh, without uh, the, the little puppies. Um, it all depends on, like in your case, you have special needs. So if there's any kind of products that fit your audience. So let's say, for instance, I was a, a dog trainer and I was trying to get my dogs to stop barking, maybe there's some sort of electric fence or something or dog shocking collar that you might then, that would fit your show. Uh, for this show, we could have a microphone sponsor and you just you just go to those people and if there's any kind of, Glenn the Geek, if you go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash Glenn, that's with two N's, Glenn and the number one, uh, Glenn gave a great tip of going to, if there's an industry magazine, Going to that magazine, look for the smaller ads because those are people that have advertising money and contact them. But it's all about finding sponsors that fit your niche. There's a, um, if you go to YouTube and Google Gary V calling sponsor, you'll see him just call up somebody. He was doing a show about beer. So he called up a beer maker and said, Would you want to be on my show? So it's just a matter of finding those people. They're, they may find you. 
but it's much easier for you to find them. And that means you're going to have to, to train them a little bit on what a podcast is and things of that nature. But, um, you know, in the end, and also it's going to, I had somebody that wanted to make a living this week that contacted me and they were getting about 250 downloads an episode. Not probably going to happen unless you are uber, uber, uber niche, you know, things like that. But you could probably find a sponsor, but it's, you know, you have to have a little sales um, background to do that. You're, you're getting into sales and that's uh, in some cases, not your, your wheelhouse. I know it's not mine. Jim, Dave, he, I think, well, I think what he was trying to, so he's got a three hour show and, but there's breaks in there. Like he needs to take a break. He can't do a three hour show without So he's. I think what he's trying to do is stream for the whole three hours and then try to take 10 or five minute breaks. And what should he play during those breaks? I I think, I think Aaron, I think that's what you're saying. Cause he's live on Spreaker sounds like. Yeah, live. And you want to keep the show going continuously. It's not like you want to stop it. And so Aaron, in this case, like, you may, as you reach out, as Dave's talking about, there may be some vendors that play into that space really well. That would be willing to do that. You could also record your own break stuff in between. So sit down, just record some things, uh, get, get some folks to record them for you or record them yourself. You could have those things kind of ready uh, to get it done. If you are part of a network, there might be, I know Emily, I hear this on Classy Little Podcast. They actually are part of a network and they get, the other shows in the network to record uh, network spots for them to come in. They pop them in. They have about two breaks um, a show. Um, Emily, I know that's probably interesting when you guys are recording that because you're like, hey, let's take a break. And then I know they go immediately. They say, okay, we're back, right? There is no real break in there. They're not playing that in live, but they're getting those recorded versions. So Aaron, you might be able to, those are some suggestions on being able to do it. You may record your own. Don't play music. Don't do that. Don't 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 play recorded copyrighted music. But there are some there are some awesome opportunities to do some things and maybe have you record them or have some yeah. friends record them or have some vendors record them. I, we don't know all the ins and outs of your podcast, so it's hard to tell. But there's some ideas there. That's a great a great point though, because even though you're doing it live, you could actually record a segment. And unless you're doing it live with video, if you're using Spreaker, most of the time there's no video for that, and you could just have the your little pre-recorded segment say next up i want to talk about this and off you go meanwhile you're down the hall to to you know take care of business or whatever's going on um the other thing to keep in mind if you don't do it live you don't have to worry about that you can record your podcast in segments and just stitch them together and put it out but um yeah that's something well and he's he's in a special needs uh niche niche when we think about podcasts about folks with with special needs and that is, I mean, that is an incredibly powerful and and um, a needed area. And so I'd actually, if he's not in a network, maybe reach out to some folks that have podcasts that's in that same genre and, and do some do some PSA stuff for them, right. like uh, highlight their podcast on that. It, it might be an opportunity to do some cross promotion in the niche. So, um, you know, some additional opportunities. We, had, I think we had another question. We did have a question from, uh, I am Gabriella. She said, I had a podcast, but it stopped after a death in the family. So I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, I want to relaunch fresh. Currently my RSS is via Podomatic. Is there a way to transfer the RSS to another service like Libsyn? Are you guys going to podcast movement in Chicago? Yes. I'm actually speaking there. Jim is not. He has uh, other, uh, Sorry, busy summer. I have damn. a big conference of my own. I'm doing in Omaha in July. So. But yes, you can. Here's the tricky part of Podomatic is 
What you'll do is you basically give whoever you're transferring to, Libsyn, Blueberry, Spreaker, whoever, your RSS feed, and we can import your files and your info from that. So that's good. Now now your, for me, I'm just going to say your Libsyn account now looks just like your Podomatic account. Great. But iTunes is still looking at Podomatic. So you have to go into Podomatic and say, hey, guess what? I'm over here at Libsyn now. The problem is if you're using the free Podomatic account, you have to upgrade to, I think it's the $9 a month plan. I think that's their cheapest plan. And then you can do a redirect. And please do not get cheap on this and go, oh, I don't want to spend 10 bucks because what you're doing, if you don't do that, is you can go into uh, the back end of Apple and change your feed. The bad news is any traction you've had so far, let's say you had 200 subscribers, they're lost. You have completely stranded them and they will never, ever get your updates because you're just changing it here. You have to change it at the Podomatic sign to say, hey, everybody, it's like putting a change of address. So let's say you moved and you didn't tell any of your family and friend that you moved. They wouldn't be able to contact you because they don't have your latest update information. So you can basically go in, uh, tell iTunes, and you can work with Podomatic on this. It's, it's funny because it's on there. If you search for it, they say they will help you move. They just don't make it super easy. You have to work with them a little bit. Put that in there. And then to check your to check to see what iTunes is looking at, here again, subscribe to your own show in iTunes. Click on my podcast at the top of the screen. You'll see your show listed on the left-hand side. Right-click on your icon and choose copy podcast URL and then paste it into anything, Word, email, something that you can paste into. And it'll show you what iTunes is looking at. And when you see it show your new feed from Lipson or Blueberry, whoever, then you know that iTunes is updated. And from there, you can basically, I always say, leave it there like a week or two, just so that anybody that's, that's subscribed to you on Podomatic has had time to log in and get the new information. And then you can kill uh, that, um, that information. But Dave, I'd, I'd, my advice would be to stay there as well as yeah. move. So get your, your stuff. You know, I still get a hundred or more pod, Podomatic listeners. I mean, we haven't done a regular show. I mean, that, I don't, my RSS moved from Podomatic to WordPress four years ago, five years ago. And I actually tried to shut down Podomatic, but I kept keep getting people to listen. My show has actually grown on Podomatic on the free version. So I use the free one. I keep six episodes out there. When I go to post it, I delete one, add another. And I keep thinking, certainly people will stop listening on this platform. And Hey, a hundred people is more than a lot of people get for their entire show. And so I'm, I'm not willing to give up the platform and I just keep using it. Now I've moved my RSS feed to WordPress. And so I'm, that's where it's at and all the shows are available and blah, 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 blah. It's that way. But if you're on Podomatic and you're having some success, just leave it. It literally takes two minutes to update your podcast on Podomatic. Delete the, delete an old one, insert a new one, update the, you know, uh, uh, push up the, the video to it. Let her run. And I run third in my category of gadgets. And I get, like I said, I get a hundred listens just or more just about every single week. So my advice, do what Dave said, but stay there and keep those because for whatever reason, people are still listening there. You don't want to just abandon it. I tried. I, Dave, I put a video or I put an audio in, Hey, we're moving. Join us over here. They stayed. And I thought, okay, these will go away after a while. For four years, I have been growing my podcast. I'm concerned. I asked you this question a year ago. What happens when I when I start running out of bandwidth there? Because the free version only has a certain number of bandwidth. Do I buy more bandwidth for my listeners that are on Podomatic that are faithful? 
Does, does, I, I, does I Podomatic do give yet. any stats on where those are coming from? Uh, not without, not without paying for it. Cause that's my whole thing. Like what if those are all bots? That's true. Could be. I doubt it if it's hundreds, but yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. Yeah. It's regularly over a hundred. So it's, it's one of those things. If you get on a platform and you have people listening to it, move your RSS feed for all, all the good reasons that right. you should, but keep. Yeah. Keep and then just downgrade to the free platform. version. Yep. Yeah. Right. And right. then and if it's enough, pay for it. If you're getting that kind of value out of it, just get your RSS feed in the right place. Like, you know, don't have it on SoundCloud or Podomatic or Shout Engine or MixCloud or any of those. Don't do it that way. But but make sure you um, you keep those feeds going because that's you have listeners there. Right. And then uh, she asked, which one's better, Lipson or Blueberry? Uh, Mike Dell will tell you Blueberry. I will tell you Lipson because I work for Lipson. Both are fine. It's kind of like which one's better, chocolate ice cream or strawberry. Uh, I put a link in the uh, chat room where I compared SoundCloud, Lipson, Blueberry. They both have their their pros and cons. Um, but Lipson, you know, they're, they're both great, but, but Lipson's better. Um, so no, I like Spreaker. I'll, I'll, I'll be the disinterested third party, and I like Spreaker. Yeah, they're all great choices. That's the uh, the key. There's not really. I would just say I'm not a huge fan of Podbean. They're okay. Um, I'm not a fan of uh, Podomatic, um, and I'm really not a fan of SoundCloud. Although they're they are what they are. I just I, I just I want to see what happens. I don't think they're ever going to go out of business. I, I just think there's too much of a name. I could be wrong, but. Um, it's one of those where it's like, I want to see what happens to Pat Flynn if they ever went out of business. Cause he's got all those ask Pats that he would have to update. And that's going to be ugly, which for Pat, he just pays some guy in the Philippines to do it for him. Mm-hmm. But Oh my goodness, yeah, that would be a mess. Sure. Um, Dave, as we, as we head our way out here, uh, I'm this weekend, I'm doing a, I'm DJing a wedding uh, tonight, by the way, if you ever want to do, if you're good at podcasting, you may be a good wedding DJ as well. Cause you're good on the mic. You know how to kind of lead people in a direction. You're comfortable in front of people. So that may be a, that may be a side job for some of you aspiring podcasters out there. Get yourself a PA do some, I actually, I find it fun. I do about one every other year for friends and they're a ton of fun. So if you're uh, if you are a good podcaster, you like podcasting, it's another, and like wedding stuff is ridiculous right now. You can get 400 bucks a weekend for, or you might, wedding. or you might get asked to be the voice of a documentary. Boom. That's what's happening with me. I'll have to talk about really? that in the post show. Yeah. It's pretty wild. Nice. nice. But uh, awesome. yeah, it is about that time. So um, we do need to thank Frank Brill, Dale Henninger, uh, Paul, Rob Griffiths, uh, Mike from ADHD, Think Tank, Corey from IVNV, uh, Jim Collison, Emily from uh, Classic Little Podcast, uh, Gary and Margaret from uh, Kiwi Mana, uh, Jason Bryant from uh, matttalkonline.com, took me a second, Dave Wilson, the Seahawkers Podcast, Craig from Inglaeus Podcast, my future roommate at Podcast Movement also, that's very cool, um, Glenn from Horse Radio Network, and of course, Cody but um, yeah, if you want to, he should record his last name for us and send it in. So yes. And uh, Matt, Jason's in the chat room going, seriously, bro. It's hard when it's live. Uh, like I said, I was talking about podcast awards last week and completely forgot somebody that I'm in a mastermind with, you know, plus it's Saturday. It's 1030. You know, I had to listen to Billy Preston this morning to, to wake myself up. Billy was awesome. Yeah. I, I appreciated the pre-show music with Billy. Yeah. So, uh, but Aaron, I see you're back in the chat room. We'll, uh, we'll hit your question here uh, when we wind things up. So it sounds like we're, we're over, but we're not. And um, 
This week on Ask the Podcast, or this week on School of Podcasting, I'm interviewing a guy from 30cast.com, which is a music service if you want to legally license music, which is interesting. And when we will talk about that in the post show, it's it's not, you can't get Beyonce. So if you're like, oh, because when I first heard this, like, oh, but it's it's legally licensed independent music, which I kind of went, can I just ask the musician if I find something? But it's going to be interesting. I'll talk about that maybe in the post show as well. But that's coming out on Monday. Jim, anything in 25 seconds coming up on? Uh, uh, just that we had Stargate Pioneer on Home yes. Gadget Geeks. It'll come out. To, it's actually out right now if you go to theaverageguy.tv and look for it. It posted this morning, so have a listen. He did a great job. It's great to have community folks on the show. Awesome. Yes. Great guy. I'll talk about that in the post show as well. So. 